Hello, I'm Livy, and welcome to my very first podcast with Livy. Each week, I sit down with my incredible guests to find out about their journey of growing their personal brands online, exploring their human design, some of the challenges and standout moments that define who they've become today. I've honestly loved sitting down with each guest and have learned so much. I leave each episode just feeling full of ideas, inspiration, and motivation. I really hope you enjoy listening to this first series. Here's a snippet of what's to come. Don't get carried away with perfectionism because that's going to control your creative process and it's going to like impact how much impact you can have. For me, it's really supporting women to see themselves, like really see themselves and really allow that, you know, truth and expression to come through because that impacts, you know, who we are in our business. There's a power in, I think, keeping things niche. Something that might seem really niche, especially in today's world, like that has the power often to cut through the noise. You know, if you can nurture a small community of people, you can make a very successful business. The number one is like you, like the real you. And the more like unfiltered and expressive and maybe even polarizing you are, like the better, because uh, you're not for everyone and you don't want to be, trust me. Having and running a business and a brand is the most powerful personal development program you could ever put yourself on because it shines the light on all your shadows. It was literally like alchemy. I was able to transform my shame into healing, into vulnerability, into sales. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to welcome this week's guest, Amy Rushworth. Amy's a 3-5 mental projector. She is an empowerment and sexual wellness coach and a breathwork teacher. She helps women who are ready to let go of the rules and create a life of unashamed pleasure and deep confidence. As a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment, Amy helps women heal fear and shame so they can step into their most outrageously free, unapologetic, expressed version of themselves. Amy is a real lighthouse. I absolutely adored speaking to her. She brings her projector wisdom to the conversation and she shares her experience and perspective on creating a standout personal brand, as well as getting vulnerable and sharing her own stories of what it's been like growing a wildly successful personal brand over the last few years. I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. We speak about some of the defining moments in Amy's brand how important healthy introspection is and reevaluating and taking a pause in your business sometimes, the reputations of fifth line profiles and the projections they receive, including the ones that Amy has experienced in her time, um, the trials and errors of shifting and doing business as a third line, how to grow a successful personal brand with an open sacral center as a projector, we also touch on mastering your craft and getting recognition and invitations as projectors, guidance on how to stand out when growing your personal brand, and just the importance of understanding your human design chart when you are building a business. So hope you guys enjoy. Let me know how you get on. And if you have been enjoying the podcast, I would really love if you left a review and um, shared Share the message with anyone who you think might also enjoy. Thank you. So welcome to the podcast, Amy. So good to have you. Thanks for having me. Long time no see. I know. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Thanks for being here. So do you want to introduce yourself? Um, let us know your human design and uh, what it is that you do. 
Yeah, so my name's Amy Rushworth. I am an empowerment coach, a sexual wellness coach, a breathwork teacher, um, about our bitch on Instagram, all of these things. Uh, I essentially like at the heart of everything I do, it's helping women to fiercely love and advocate for themselves and live their most joyful, unapologetic, pleasure-filled, confident life um, and really getting down to the roots of what it means to be deeply confident in who you are, uh, no matter what anyone says. And my human design, I'm a mental projector, three slash five profile. I have the incarnation cross of the four ways. Um, I'm basically just like all open except for the very top of my head. So it's an interesting journey. Yeah, love, amazing. I love how just in conversation now people know their human design. You know, you could kind of make yeah. party the other day and we were just talking about human design as if it was just the norm now. And I feel yeah. like everyone, everyone knows their design. People should put it on their business cards now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, in fact, some companies in the US, they do look at your human design as part of like the hiring process, which is incredible. Um, Amazing. So, Thank you for that introduction. Amazing. Love that description of who you are and what you do. Will you talk to us a little bit about three defining moments in building your personal brand? Oh my goodness. I feel like there's been so many. I don't know if it's the three, five part of my profile, but I'm one of those people who's just like always evolving, even when like I'll be in a period of my life and I'm like, I know who I am. Like I love who I am this is me. And then even, you know, a few months later, I'll look at something, especially because like my evolution and what I think and what I say is like documented on the internet, you know? Um, and I'll look back and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm like different <laughs> again. And my brand has evolved uh, with me and my evolution. Um, I'm definitely someone who doesn't like uh, separate uh, themselves from you know, like, you know, some people are less like face forward in their brands. I'm very present and alive. And my journey is very much woven into the things that I teach and how I share. Um, mm. So I would say three, okay, three, let's go back to the first. The first really big defining moment for me I would say is when I started letting like my spiritual side come out in my business and my brand mm -hmm. so when I first started my business the uh, niche the qualifications the area that I was in was very much wellness it was called wellness with Amy back then um, some of my uh, audience members have been here for the whole journey uh, and I very much was focused in like holistic health coaching with a uh, niche or an emphasis on confidence and um, helping women with stress levels and self-doubt and things like that. And so I was doing a lot of corporate work back then and definitely like, you know, getting more and more into like the weird witchy uh, part of my journey. And it was really edgy at the time for me to bring more of that personality, more of that interest and that side of me onto the internet and bring it into my brand. And I, I remember feeling very nervous, like the first time I, you know, posted a ritual that I was doing and I was like dancing in my kitchen. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, 
I'm gonna die. They're gonna think I'm crazy. Um, but actually, like, I think people really loved that, and a lot of my uh, audience members and clients started like going on their spiritual journey too as a result of that. So that was really cool. I'm sure I lost a few people as well, but they weren't meant to come where I was going. Of course, yeah. That was a really big moment for me. I would say another really big moment was when I left London and moved to Mallorca. Um, so I live in Mallorca in Spain now, but when I moved here at the end of 2020, uh, I guess maybe because the environment here is so um, rich and abundant and beautiful and the energy here is just so different and it's so gorgeous like aesthetically and I, I love that like I love like the aesthetic beauties of the world yeah. um I, that sort of I guess was coming through organically and what I was sharing what I was doing my brand and my business like really quantum leaped around that time like it had been growing a lot um I was doing really well but it like it went it skyrocketed into the sky like Wow. I think I went from the biggest month I'd probably ever had was maybe like 20,000 pounds or something like that. And then I went to like almost 200,000 pounds in one month Wow! Um, without changing anything logistically or strategically. I was just kind of like doing what I usually did, but it, in this beautiful like land that I was living in and I was so joyful and I felt so uh, peaceful and so alive um, making that environmental change. Um, and I guess that kind of makes sense of my human design, not having that inner authority as a mental projector. Um, and also, you know, being a Leo, Taurus moon, mm. Virgo placements, like I love beautiful things. And I think that really like comes across in like the joyfulness and um, the happiness that kind of radiates out of me when I'm teaching yeah. what I do. Um, that yeah, so there was that. Um, the third, well, probably this year, uh, I went from like one of the most fierce, successful, like deeply confident, loud, proud years in 2021 last year, mm -hmm. um, you know, leading a seven figure business at this point, which is like mind blowing. Uh, doing what I love, uh, doing everything very organically, um, you know, following my strategy in human design mm -hmm. to this year, really like facing off with a lot of like my shadow, having confidence issues that I uh, haven't faced for years, uh, different kinds of perfectionism and a bit of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I really have taken like it very slow this year and I took quite a bit of a pause to um, you know, pause with launching things and not just continuing in the same way. And I've in the last like month or two, I have come out of this like self-pity, dark, like mushy place that I was in. And I literally feel more powerful than ever. And I think you can really see that in my content and my brand. Like people are reflecting that to me all day. Like, oh my God, girl, like, I don't know what work you just did on yourself, <laughs> but wow. So yeah, I feel like I'm in the third one right Amazing. now. Wow. Yeah. It, three incredible moments there. And I think, I'd yeah, I feel like so much of what you were saying, I can kind of link back to your human design in a way of 
um, the environment piece just being so important for mental protectors like with that open identity center like you need to be I, I'd go as far as saying that your success is dependent on you being in the right environment as mental protector um, mm-hmm. so yeah to have really felt that and um, for that to have happened for you on su- such an amazing kind of level um, absolutely incredible and yeah just to more recently um, what do you think the I guess the the genesis or the kind of catapult was for you going inwards for that kind of retreat and um yeah those those things that were sort of coming up for you what do you think kind of yeah I think like part of it was very much healthy introspection and needing to take that pause after being you know responsible for so many people in such deep work for a long time um, you know, at, at different points of 2021, I had like more than a thousand people, you know, relying on me um, in different programs and offerings. And I, I mean, being a Leo, people love to talk about how we're really self-centered, but like, if you know Leos, like we give and we give and we give to people we love, like we're so generous. And um, I think I was like giving a lot and a lot of that was from joy and really wanting to and desire, but maybe I like forgot a little bit as well about who I am and what I need. Um, mm. I also think like maybe the more unhealthy things that were happening was that I was taking on a lot of projections of me. Um, some of those projections were not like inherently bad projections, but one of the things that a lot of people projected onto me was like, we love when you talk about money, We, you're so bougie, you're so luxurious, et cetera. And I almost started like creating more offerings around that because it was like, my audience wants this, this is how they see me. But really that's like the tiniest, most superficial part of me and like the depth of the work that I teach and that I have to offer the world is so much more than that. Like it's the tiniest piece. So I think I was like looking at like, oh, do I really want people to hire me because of that? Or do I want them to hire me because of like my heart and like this deeper stuff that I am all about and that I'm a stand for? Mm-hmm. Um, so reevaluating that. And then also, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just speak frankly on this. There's been a lot of backlash against the coaching and the spiritual world, particularly like late last year, this year. And Uh, I'm one of those people who like, I don't like to stick my head in the sand. I really like to understand things from every perspective and then like, you know, still know what my opinion is. But I I like to understand like people who disagree with me. Yeah, like it it, like intrigues me. Like, I I don't know if that's to do with my design or not, but I just like, I love that. And I'm a very open-minded person. And so I was kind of, um, consuming and looking at these like cancel culture campaigns, if you call them that, yeah. um, really looking in there and going like, hey, do I have anything to own here? Because I don't want to like just stick my head in the sand. But I think because I have so many open centers um, and also one of the things that's really important to me is like integrity. Uh, I think maybe I also took on some of the energy that wasn't really mine to be responsible for. And that just kind of sent me into like a bit of a, a spiral for a bit. 
I love like your honesty around this because I think it's so important um, in an industry which isn't regulated essentially. So mm. um, yeah, so powerful. And you know, as as having that fifth line as a three five profile, you will be projected on. And um, you know, fifth line's reputation is really, really, really important. You know, if people are projecting onto you and you say yes in you know in a way that's not in alignment with your strategy and your authority um you can essentially you know be burnt at the stake um, yeah. as, as a fifth line and that is that's a lot to hold like the reputation of fifth lines is 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 really a lot to hold and so I feel like I'm always saying to them like be crystal clear on what it is that people are going to get out of working with you because they just they receive so many projections um just by the nature of their being so one you spoke around was like money what are the other ones what what else have you know do you feel as though people kind of project onto you oh babe like the list is endless <laughs> honestly like so even you know when I end up getting into relationship with women you know um beyond just like you know meeting once or twice or if we like become friends mm. a lot of the time then people feel comfortable sharing you know what they really thought or what they projected and like so many times I just walk into a room and I don't even say anything and mm. women sometimes see me and they just literally think like who the fuck is this <laughs> or who does she think she is based on maybe what I'm wearing or just like I think it's it's like an aura around that five line um, it's like a big spirit, as one of my friends refers to it. He says, Amy, you got a big spirit. <laughs> Love. Um, and it's so weird for me because, like, I don't think we ever fully see ourselves exactly how other people see us. So for me, I'm just me, you know, like, yeah, like I'm messy old me. I'm sensitive. I'm like basic to myself, you know, like I've been walking in my own body my whole life. So I'm just used to myself. And I just think, like, oh, like, that's weird because yeah. I don't, you know, um, but a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of projections in all the ways, you know, sometimes it can just be a word that I say or something that I see. Um, and, you know, even if I'm invited to share, sometimes like the person isn't ready to hear it or they hear it and they need to be agitated by it. And then they, later come back and they're like wow that thing that you said that challenged me so much has literally changed my life and I'm so grateful but you can't rush that timeline it might be in two years that mm -hmm. they come um and so like so much of my work is around learning to hold that because I'm actually really sensitive inside oh. uh even though I seem like so fierce and <laughs> like so like I don't give a fuck um and in many ways I do not give a fuck uh, but I, I still have feelings and I'm human. And I think sometimes when you are a leader, or you're very visible or you're very outwardly confident, people can dehumanize you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So true. And I th yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see the sensitivity. You've got your earth in gate 19, which is literally like the gate of sensitivity. So it's kind of like I think we feel that when we get to know you a bit better. But um, yeah, I can totally imagine um yeah what what kind of projections you know people might place on you and I guess in particular when it comes to work like the fifth line's here to solve problems you know bring solutions to people to the masses you know it's reach goes the, the furthest out of all of the lines um so is there anything that you feel like people would like are, are 
were wanting you to fix or to solve and then maybe they didn't get that resolved and it kind of came it, it felt like it was being thrown back at you in a way and it's quite like a yeah question but I feel yeah 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 totally like I guess that fifth line has that save the day energy right and so something that I have experienced um because I you know my clients are all women is uh like mummy dynamics playing out and you know like I can do everything on my side of the street to like ensure that I create an environment where that is like less likely to happen Mm. but it's still gonna happen you know where people almost want me um often unconsciously to you know mother them and you know I do have like this kind of mothering um like a pure mothering part of me like I'm very caring and I like to take care of people uh but also like I'm here as a coach to challenge people you know that that's that's what a coach does like therapists are going to validate you coaches are a different thing that you hire for a different reason right and a lot of the really deep work to become deeply confident and to like get into the mud and like get the roots out of why you're full of doubt is really messy and challenging and so you know it's very easy in those moments that people want to like take you off the pedestal that they put you on Mm. um and then also I guess like not everyone wants to like do all the work as well you know like I think this is also a problem that is perpetuated in the industry where there's a lot of um talk about ease and flow um you know and I've contributed to that conversation in some ways in the past as well um not everything's easy uh deep healing building a business creating the relationship of your dreams being a conscious mother whatever it is like it is going to be work right and uh you know one of the projections sometimes I think when people don't want to put in the work is they sort of label me as like well it's easy for you you know it's easy for you because you look like that you have a beautiful relationship you have this and then like very real things like I am privileged you know Mm. Um, but I yeah I don't know I just find it all like super interesting like and with age and maturity I'm learning to take it in my stride Mm. yeah and gracefully as well you know yeah Um, amazing okay cool so as a um as a third line we've obviously you know you've obviously experienced like your trials and your errors and your kind of (laughs) redirections and um yeah shifts maybe kind of combining that third line energy with your open identity center and things moving around and you know taking on new roles new identities um what are some of the I guess what are some of the things that you've tried in your business that just haven't worked Yeah, I think like a lot of mainstream business advice isn't really congruent for projectors. Um, So like I, I, to be honest, I've had pretty good coaches like throughout the time that I've run my business. Like I've, 
I think I've like done quite well with the coaches that I chose. Um, but a lot of the coaches that I chose weren't projectors, right? So like I had to be quite nuanced and mindful about taking on really, um, I guess, more rigid or more prescriptive templates for like, this is how you do this. Mm. Um, so certain things also like in the past when I had a marketing team, um, they were really amazing because like, they would respect whatever my decisions were, but I would have to push back on things, you know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to send DMs to people like, you know, or outreach. Um, I'm not going to like do A, B and C. Um, And so, yeah, like I think I've been pretty true to my strategy for most of my business, but where maybe it hasn't been so great is when I have like tried to prove myself through more doing. Um, yes. through like, oh, I've got, I got to do more posts or I got to like create more of these things for what my team wants me to create, et cetera. Um, mm. And there are, there are sort of these occasional moments where I might fall into that because I'm not trusting or I'm not like being fully aware um, or taking on like what I'm seeing other amazing people do. Um, so yeah, like it's more just been like, not like I've done anything that hasn't quote unquote worked, but like maybe not being fully sure, like will my way that feels intuitive fully work? Like will this land and having that doubt? Mm, yeah. I think something I personally struggle with is yeah. Just what you were speaking to there. of just like knowing when enough is enough as a yeah. business. Like I feel like that's my biggest sort of shadow, just like, yeah, not knowing when to stop and, um yeah like you were saying just like one more post or one more thing and it's like you know we're here to work in different ways and um yeah that's you know the ultimate wisdom that we're going to provide like having our open sacrals is just like we're not here to work in the same way as other people and so when the coaching industry has a template for things working a certain way most likely they would have been based on generator manifesting generator or you know somebody with more perhaps energy um and so yeah I really feel what you're saying feel what you're saying now I'm sure many projectors who are listening will will as well and so in in you know in building your brand as a projector um how how have you how have you um incorporated like the spaciousness that we need you know in the day-to-day and in also whilst also you know growing an incredibly successful brand like I'm sure so many people would be curious about like how you do the sort of the running of the day-to-day um as you know as somebody with an open sacral center Um, yeah yeah so I mean the thing that I should say is like in the beginning of my business like probably wasn't like fully fully aligned with like the let's think of like the ideal projector flow right like it was hard work and it was emotional and I was like probably operating more like a manifesting generator a little bit but I did have like quite a specific niche um and like a specialty which I think was something that was in my favor because I was able to really like you know hone in on that thing and get really good at that thing um So nowadays, though, like having built up trust, expertise, reputation, um, repeat clientele, you know, a name for the things that I do, 
I do have more of that, I guess, luxury to really like embrace the projective flow. So I don't have to do things, you know, like I don't have to launch something because I like need the money that month because I'm in a position of experience and automation within the business and recurring revenue where I can really honor my energy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I built that through a little bit more of, let's say, conscious hustle. Yeah. Yeah, you spoke to that because I think um yeah we can kind of get I I get so many people asking me but like how do you actually you know how do you get invited like how do you like get recognized without like putting in the effort or like doing all of the doing and I think um yeah it's it's kind of like you're saying easy easier as projectors once you've got to a point of like kind of feeling safe in the money and like you know in your reputation expertise um but there there is hard work at the beginning Yeah. The other thing that I feel might be important to share is because of this conscious hustle in the beginning, and I didn't know about human design back then, but what (laughs) I did notice was like, I'm feeling very like um, unrecognized. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. I kind of felt like throwing spaghetti at the wall, which I think is actually like a rite of passage for new business owners, right? Like you got to throw some spaghetti at the wall. Um, (laughs) But actually um, at the time, uh, I was living in this apartment in London with uh, my boyfriend, who's now my husband and his best friend. And they're both like, you know, super masculine and into business. And they got out this big whiteboard and they were like, we're going to help you. Like, and basically what we did was we did this brainstorm where we figured out like, what are the areas that you really want to sort of flourish in or like get good at? Um, and like, you know, what are the action steps that you could take? And so we were kind of like niching what I was doing down. And what I decided with them was I really want to become better at speaking because I want to be a speaker, but I'm really terrified at like public speaking. So, you know, best thing to do, just throw yourself in the deep end and do it until you're not scared. Um, And I wanted like those opportunities to have those collaborations. And so Mm -hmm. what I did was instead of like, just emailing people and being like, can I speak at your event? I started going to events and I started um, connecting with people online and asking them like, what do you do? And like, how can I support you? And, um, you know, when those relationships felt, um, I guess, more like open and, you know, there was some kind of rapport there. I would usually just mention things like, oh, like I'm like an, I'm an up and coming speaker. And like, I really love doing events. And then people would invite me and then brands would invite me. And so I guess that's more of a projector way of doing things as well. Like I, I grew a lot of my visibility and my audience through collaborations. Mm, Yeah. 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 Such a good point to make. And I think at the beginning, like, you know, often when it comes to visibility with projectors it's not it's not about I I see so many projectors um like get paralyzed by um not quite understanding the nature of what it means to wet like to to wait for an invitation um and just stopping and kind of freezing in that like oh I can't do this because it's not I've not been invited um and actually you know there are so many ways to kind of get visible without forcing and um asking to be invited and kind of putting ourselves onto other people so yeah um, I think that would be so helpful for people to hear um and it yeah it was kind of making me think about 
you know, as projectors, um, we are here to master systems, right? We're here to be recognized for our knowledge. So the piece that you were speaking to on like what it was that you were focusing on and what you wanted to be recognized for was such an you know, essential part of like, you know, becoming successful as a projector, because if you're not, you know, in that waiting time, it can be scary to just wait. And so it doesn't have to be a passive process. I'm sure you've yeah. shared this with so many people and that actually if you can spend time like studying and mastering your craft that is the very thing that's going to create the invitations for other people right and I'm sure mm -hmm. you've seen that of like people are like oh Amy's got something to share with like I want her knowledge I want to hear what it is that she has to share yeah like the way the way that I've renamed that waiting for the invitation I have my own version it's shine until the inv invitations come <laughs> so like it's not like oh no one's recognizing me I'm gonna go cry in my bed and like wait for someone to like hand me my career it's like no what do you love what are you inspired by in your day-to-day -day? like Truthfully, I think projectors, we can just like pull wisdom from the randomest places. Like I get wisdom sometimes when I'm doing like a poo, you know, and I, or I hear a lyric in a song and I'm like, and I'll just hear a word and it will just like spark this stream of consciousness and I get it out there. And then, you know, if you're not getting invited, like create your own parties. So like I did that because, you know, there were many times where people weren't recognizing me. There were so many times in the beginning of my career when, you know, I got a hundred no's and one yes, or I was trying to connect with someone and they thought they were too cool for me and they didn't reply. And then later, you know, years later, they're wanting opportunities for me <laughs> and I'll be kind and gracious, but you know, it is what it is. And so I started being like, okay, well, like if I can't go to the party, how do I start the party? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to launch a podcast, even though I was scared. And then it kind of became like, well, I don't have to wait for someone to invite me to say this. I'll just put it in my own living room, like my own podcast. Mm -hmm. And then people can come to it and they can share it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think like noticing your resentment and your bitterness as a projector, because like it's going to come up like oh, probably yeah. quite often, <laughs> um, is it's so sacred because it points you to like a different way of doing things and you're born to do it differently as a projector in my view oh 100 yeah born to work differently like born to you know not we're not it's it's a different thing to survive in an energy world you know we're here to be recognized and we're here for success yeah so you know and that success i think is very much felt in the body as is the bitterness like when it feels sour and yeah. it's not a nice feeling you know and I'm sure like every projector listening will like be like resonating and knowing what that feeling is like, like just wanting to be see like we want to be seen so badly. Um, and that's just, yeah, there's there's in that bitterness is kind of an invitation to explore a different way of of doing things. Yeah. On on my podcast, like I was having a human design convo and yeah. we were talking about this and I was saying it's like the feeling of your soul sucking on a lemon and <laughs> Like further to that, like if your soul is sucking on a lemon, instead of having the pity party, it's like take the lemon and like make your own lemonade, like start your own party. Like if you're not being invited somewhere, like go create your own event, go create your own podcast, um, you know, go create an opportunity for other people to get involved and like 
that was always my approach if no one's going to lift me up how can I lift everyone else up and we'll like rise together and like you know create opportunities for others and then like energetically I think that's an abundant thing to do um so yeah love it amazing and so if we're thinking about like recognition and what you want to be um known for where do you see yourself in you know two to three years time I'm going to be a mom I think um that's like something that I think is going to be a really like the next big thing in terms of who I am and my evolution and then probably my brand mm-hmm. um I would like to write some books I would love more people to hear my podcast you know I would love for it to be like being listened to by even more people than it already is mm. and then kind of like the rest is who knows you know I I at the heart of what I do and what it has always been even from the beginning and even when like the sort of external decorations have changed it's always helping women to fiercely love themselves and be unapologetic and so if I can just do that on a more and more profound meaningful scale then I'll be happy for the rest of my days Mm, I can kind of totally see you like up on the TED stage just talking about like being fiercely you know confident and unapologetic and yeah owning yeah yeah incredible and um I feel like in the past maybe I've heard you say you weren't sure about like the journey to motherhood is that right of like whether you wanted to be a mom and yeah I I, there was like a period for a few years where I was like I don't know I don't think so my mum was like horrified because you know like they always want grandchildren and I was like (laughs) not for me um but yeah I just like fully changed my tune on that you know and uh that's why I always say with anything like never say never like this might be my firm opinion now but I could be like a total advocate for the opposite thing a few years later yeah so yeah amazing amazing oh so good so um who inspires you and what do you take um inspiration from so I think sometimes it's so easy in the kind of the coaching industry to like be online on our phones like scrolling and seeing what other people are doing in the industry and um you know that can maybe affect how how we move and I always think creativity and uh, it's it's good to kind of seek innovation from outside of ourselves as opposed to you know looking within the industry almost so like who inspires you and what do you take inspiration from well because I have that defined head I think like that's kind of a little superpower of mine in a way because I'm not going to be super super influenced by like a lot of outside ideas like I love listening to outside ideas but it's almost like I'm just plucking little seeds of inspire Mm -hmm. that are helping refine what what I already think or what I already know um I would say like I get inspiration not necessarily like from specific people but maybe aspects of their being and so you know something that inspires me uh, recently is like seeing women who run their businesses in a similar way to me and who are also like really conscious mothers you know living in a similar way like not necessarily everything they say or do but it's like 
that essence of like, oh, I see them like being so powerful in these two areas that we're kind of taught like you can't have both or you can't do, you know, a good job at both or handle it all, you know. Um, and so obviously that's something that's like alive for me and something that I want to step into and I want it to be possible. And so people like that are almost like the living expressions of the desire. Um, but then like inspiration, I just get from the most random places. Like I said, like a piece of poetry or I hear have a conversation with someone in the shops in Spanish. And then I'm like, oh my God, like I just thought of this thing. Um, but I would say most of the inspiration actually comes from my own experience. So like from my own challenges, uh, I'm always like road testing, you know, the path before I teach it to anyone. Um, and also drawing on the past and like the things that I've done in the past that have helped me to get to where I am now. And then as a projector, I think about, okay, well, what did I do? And what was the map so that I can like, hand this atlas to other people and so I would say that's like most of my inspiration just comes from really like random places and my own life and yourself yeah yeah Being three five I mean that makes sense it's a very personal journey in terms of like I feel you know like you become most magnetic when you are literally like you know learning uh on the go and then sharing sharing what it is and everyone wants to like peep inside the three fives life and see like what are they up to next what's going on like where are they you know where is it working where is it not working um yeah so, yeah I love I love that and um yeah I think like you were sort of saying just like being in in different environments or like maybe um because I think some people when you know the beginning was growing their brands it can it can feel difficult to like not copy other people right like to kind mm -hmm. of go and see it's working so I want to do it this way um and uh yeah how how do you how how would you kind of guide guide people who are at the beginning stages when they're sort of struggling with like what's unique about me and how do I you know stand out and um not be a mod you know a, a replica of what is already there yeah, I think like understanding your unique human design chart, like not just because we're talking about this on the show, like this is literally like a very helpful map for you to understand how you tick, like what are the things that you might be susceptible or vulnerable to like taking on that aren't positive? Um, where are you most influenced? You know, if you have like the open head center, who are you learning from? Who are you hanging around from? Who are you consuming content from? Yeah. Um, I also think we need to like unshame um, maybe some of that experience of like mimicking and copying. Um, you know, I've been on the end of like a lot of like mimicry, to be honest, and a lot of like people have copied me or plagiarized things. And mm -hmm. in the beginning, it used to really like fuck me off, right? I'm a Leo, so I'm like, how, how dare you there is only one of me um but as I've as I've like healed more and more and sort of softened more and matured in my leadership I really believe that that is actually sometimes the path that people have to take to find their own voice and like of course it's not right um or ethical to do this but like if it's something that you notice that you might have done or you're, you're feeling like you should do, like unshaming that process and just coming back into your heart and understanding like we do things like that 
people do things like that when they feel scared or unsafe or because everyone else is doing it and they're being influenced. And so I think the key is like having really deep compassion for yourself. Um, I think the other key as well, especially if you're a projector and you can't see yourself, like we can't see ourselves, um, getting, I guess, like reflections from people that you trust about what your genius like is, mm-hmm. like how do they feel your genius? Like how do they see you? Because like for me, I can't fucking see myself like half the time, you know? Yes. And things that I think are just really basic and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so dumb and boring. Other people are like, wow. boom, you know? Oh my God, you're the wisest person I've ever met. And so um, I don't think that we should source like, our validation fully outside of ourselves but sometimes in sourcing your genius is really supported um, from those reflections from people that you trust yeah oh that's such wisdom there I think yeah like you say especially as projectors when our aura is focused and penetrating on the other and literally grabbing onto the other we can't see ourselves the mechanics just aren't there for us to see ourselves and so and maybe if you've got a second line as well, you've got even more of a difficulty in seeing yourself and knowing what your natural kind of gifts are. So an invitation for um, us to ask other people um, what they see as our genius. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Amazing. And um, so um, if you weren't a coach, what else do you think that you would be doing? Like, is there another career you would have? taken a path that well a while ago I saw this astrologer and I was like having a bit of a like a hard time with my purpose and my business I was just in a mood you know I was just kind of like fuck this shit (laughs) and uh she just said to me she was like looking at my astrology chat she said you are meant to do this and like even if you try and like fuck off your purpose and go do something else she's like you do it for like maximum a year and you'd be back like there's no escaping what you're here to do and you know it we both know it and I was like I know um so I think I would still be in the sort of realm of helping people but maybe it would be more like interior design you know helping to create beautiful spaces for people you know like environment I studied design right so I love I love like houses and decorating and um you know I love that I love beauty and things feeling special uh so maybe something like that but I don't think it would would happen very realistically <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing I didn't know that about yeah and it makes I, mean, I feel like it makes sense with an open identity center as well like your environment must like is so important to you right you probably can't work well without being in a nice space and being yeah just like silence as well without interruption and yeah I literally cannot work if someone else is in the room even if they're not making a single sound yeah if my dog is in the room I can't concentrate recently I like so I lived in this beautiful house I had to move to the next house, which was only up the street, but I had a gap in between like a month. Mm-hmm. So I went and stayed in my girlfriend's uh, apartment. She wasn't there. Okay. Uh, and it was like, probably by most people's standards, like a spacious two bedroom apartment. But me and my husband were both working there. 
And even though I couldn't hear him, I couldn't work with him like on the other side of the wall, like, which sounds like the most disgusting diva behavior (laughs) in the world. And it kind of is, but honestly, like I feel agitated. And even now, now we're in like our new house, the big house is massive. I'm up in like the top tower of the house and he's in the, I put his office in the very, very bottom, like lowest (laughs) level so that the energy is like, yeah Yeah. Yeah. I think it speaks to that piece of you know having an open identity center in your environment literally like if you're not going to be able to work if your environment isn't just so you know um then I think as well people who have that one channel that you have um like they need a lot of time in silence and peace for like that channel to kick in a way for you to like receive the downloads and the inspiration it's like it's so necessary to have that when you know to have that that quietness and that um spaciousness um, and yeah. usually you know these people love silence right yeah um, so yeah yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense why like the room didn't work or the apartment <laughs> didn't work out for you <laughs> but it's just it's it's things that are like powerful like that that kind of like I think make us more efficient as projectors like knowing ourselves and how we tick and how we move like you were saying like it's so helpful for us in knowing our in knowing our design and I actually the way I like to teach human design is is less about like how to use your human design in your business and like break all of the pieces of the chart down but more just like how are you going to become like the fullest expression and the most unique and differentiated expression of yourself because that's going to be the thing that's like really magnetizing right yeah totally Mm. you know if if you don't know these things then you just make yourself wrong right unless like your human design chart perfectly aligns with the social norms (laughs) you know like before before I knew human design, I was like, oh my God, I'm kind of like a hardworking but very lazy person. And I'm a diva and I need all these like things in my environment to just be okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like people would also reflect that, like, oh my God, you like you're such a, you know, fancy pants, like my stepdad in Australia, he's a farmer and he just thinks that I'm like the queen of England basically <laughs> when I come. And um yeah but it's just like when you know you can own it and you're like it's almost like if you knew you had a food allergy like you know to avoid the food or if you know that your your skin is sensitive to something you can take care of it properly so you know why not with your energy and your mental health and I think like human designs really helped me to take care of that I love that amazing so just to kind of close close off um if you if you're I, I often ask guests like what do you think makes a um if you could choose one to three things on like what you think makes a standout personal brand the number one is like you like the real you mm. um and the more like unfiltered and like expressive and maybe even polarizing you are like the better because uh, you're not for everyone and you don't want to be trust me um, <laughs> I would say number two this is this advice is not the right advice for everyone but like from my perspective like I think having like brand visuals that really reflect your values um 
the sort of colors and expression and the artistry of your soul like for me that always inspires me so much because I like look at my own content and I'm like fuck yeah like you know and then and then like that excitement and that um pride and you know joy comes through in all the things that I teach and it also appeals to the people who are like me who like things to look amazing and nice and they like that kind of vibe as well yes um but then, you know, for some people, their brands are just like whatever and they do amazing, you know? So that's a sort of like unpopular opinion. Mm. And then uh, the third, I would say, is doing your own healing and inner work uh, just because if you are the face of your brand or the person who's like steering the brand or the CEO, like your unintegrated wounds, patterns, biases, triggers even are going to influence the choices that you make and so you know obviously I'm a huge advocate for healing it's basically like my entire life is all about this but uh, the reason it's such a north star of my life and my business is because I think like if you want to create a brand that's different to the rest your mental health your well-being your clear channel your perspectives, your intuition, like the cleaner, more pristine this is, you know, the better it's all going to be. Yeah. Love it. Love those three pointers there. I think people will take so much from that. Um, Amazing. Thank you so much, Amy, for coming on and chatting to us and sharing all of your mental projector wisdom, the wisest of the wise. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I met so many mental projectors lately really yeah amazing because you're like very few percent I know I met like three in a week on Instagram the other week yeah yeah so weird and two of my friends are mental projectors so I think we just like little bees to a hive we find each other amazing yeah so it's nice when you can kind of when people get you because they know what you're going through and you're experiencing similar things Um, yeah yeah. You don't feel like such an alien when you meet people with the same design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can guide one another. I feel like projectors need projectors in their lives. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> we also trigger each other, I think, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true, so true. Oh, well, thank you so much, Amy. I've loved speaking to you and I'm sure everyone's going to love listening to this episode. Thank you so much, babe.